This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Guess uh, this is a great place to start. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy Social New Year. Community. How are you? I'm well. How are Fantastic. you? Great to see you. Likewise. Uh, made, always a pleasure. You yeah. made the festive season. You went through. Of course we survived. <laughs> uh, as to whether or not we survived uh, with, you know, uh, our wardrobe still intact and all yeah, of that. That's, yeah. that's another story. But we survived. <laughs> we survived. That's what matters at the end of the day. <laughs> most certainly. Most um, certainly. He says, no DNA, just... So- being South African, I guess it's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, uh, reflecting again on on this victory, you know, when you look at it, and I was saying at the beginning of the show that I've had to concede that um, I may have been mistaken. Yeah. Did we really anticipate to get this far? Do you think the sense that you you, you get, you know? But I'm also sensing a bit of, still a bit of that, mm, you mm. know. It's mm. it's a great moment, but yeah. still a bit of that, mm, mm, and and perhaps I'm also being a bit, uh, you know, a bit against my own uh, own sayings on this yeah. matter. But you know, I was even thinking when you look at the euphoria way, the Springboks were concerned yeah. compared to now. But let's just reflect on the win, but also just start on: was it really expected to go this well? In essence, well. That's a very good one. And I think, you know, just off of the cuff, mm. uh, I think I too must admit I am, especially when it comes to all of these sporting codes, I mm. am really as patriotic as they come. But in certain instances, you're always left with a certain level. You always leave a, a certain level of room of uncertainty, especially mm. where our national football team is concerned. Mm. And fact of the matter is, you're quite right. We made it this far. It's something that must be celebrated. Mm. Uh, you know, social media-wise, we've, we've, we've had people throw a jab here and there that if they can be able to win AFCON, we should get a whole month off and not even just a public holiday and, you know, those kind of mm. things. But really and truly, it is a warranted thing because I think this is the first time in a very long time. Mm. Um, and I, I, I don't even count 2010 world cup in this equation because uh fact of the matter is a lot of people often feel that if we were not hosting we would have not have qualified but this is quite literally the first time in a very long time that our national football team has been able to inspire a sense of hope a sense in recent times certainly a sense of hope a sense of meaning but it's also based on the fact that they've actually performed well. Mm. Um, we all know from as far back as when the current Secretary General of uh, the ruling party happened to be Minister of Sports, Arts mm. and Culture. Mm. He gave them the tagline, a bunch of losers. Mm. And that was really on the basis of the track record of their performance or mm. lack thereof when it came 
to international uh, tournaments, uh, failure to qualify for the World Cup, uh, failure yeah. to qualify for AFCON, failure to get past, you know, even your more regional, uh, d- d- domestic, uh, regional international cups such as Kosafa and all mm. those other things. And so there's been a myriad of things that have continuously made it a difficulty for the nation mm. to actually believe. Now, of course, then this is also added to the fact that we have chopped and changed since Clive Barker in 96. We have chopped and changed coaches like nobody's mm. business. Mm-hmm. And mm. to this extent, you then now have, and you know, there's the debate as well around, uh, do we get South African-born coaches? Do we get mm. foreign-based or foreign-born coaches? What is the remedy? And then, of course, there are the continuous uh, inadequacies, systemic inadequacies mm. and administrative uh, deficiencies uh, within uh, the South African Football Association, which have somewhat really just spread their way mm. into the overall administration of the game. So where we stand right now, waiting for the 7th of February for Wednesday evening, uh, this is a team that no one believed would make it when you look at the fanfare mm. in comparison when they left Yes. For Elfcon, uh, yes. you know all those things. There was, there was never that thing. I mean, truth be told, uh, even the social media hype around uh, Bafana Bafana Fridays and whatever it really only started to pick up. I think once we qualified for yeah. the round of sixteen, and so it really goes to show that the euphoria felt right now is as a result of the fact that we're winning we're doing good and this Mm. is for what we are used to something that is somewhat sorry to say out of the norm yeah yeah it is quite extraordinary yeah you know and i think once again reiterating that it's something we should celebrate and but but you know now it's really a matter of just getting it you know and i'm sure they themselves the players are smelling those bonuses um, who wouldn't want to? I mean, <laughs> come win on. It, you know, I we're there. Mean, wow, we're there. We are. Know, we're we there. Really are. And I think to that point, I remember saying in a conversation that we were having throughout the weekend, and as we were progressing, you know, as we made it out of the group stages and such, I was like, truth be told, at this point, mm. with everything that's been happening in Afcon, and we know. Uh, national team coach uh, Hugo Pruess, he was very, he's very adamant, you know, when they qualified, mm. he said, if I don't qualify for AFCON, you guys can fire me. Mm. If I don't make it out of the group stages, you guys can fire me. And well, he's a semi-finalist now. Mm. And mm. one of the things we said that at this point, it is quite literally in their hands. And mm. if they played the way that they did, or if they show up the way that they did, especially considering Ronwyn Williams' heroics in saving those penalties, at this point, all other things, is, it is quite literally that essence or that notion of if they want it, mm. it's theirs to take. And literally, we will back them because yeah. as a nation, they've made us believe after having left us in a state of despair for mm. so long where they're concerned at this point we believe because mm. we've seen yes that they can do it but most importantly we've seen that they believe too so it's really up to them you know and just the last one on this one Chloe, yeah. when i think it only hit me that this is a big tournament yes i mean let me concede firstly so that people aren't a bit puzzled i'm not an avid 
football follower mm-hmm. or fan, but where something has the name of my country on it, yeah. I will. I will. Of course. You know, but with rugby, it's different because I grew up playing the sport. Yeah. So it was a different case scenario. Yeah. But with football, not really. So mm-hmm. hence why I'm a bit like, you know, yeah. and relying on other people. But it really, when I saw the reactions of um, Morocco fans when they lost, yeah. when we beat them, and, and, and covert as well, I realized that this is a huge tournament. Yeah. You know, people are crying. People are throwing fits people are like my goodness you know the journalists as well in yeah. some instances are not are wanting accountability <laughs> like, why did we not go through so this is this is huge yes this is huge it is a very very big thing and i mean when you consider the fact you know the the the, the influence that football has mm. certainly in our country in 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 the continent as a whole it's been a uh, I, 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 we could easily say that uh, football as a whole is probably the most popular and certainly mm. the most unifying sport across, um, you know, across the the globe. And mm. part and parcel of that is, of course, it's interconnectedness. Now, obviously, understanding that, uh, you know, the same can be said for rugby and other sports, but this is probably a sport that is, even at an international level, played at such a big scale when mm. you consider um, there's a tournament, basically, for every continent one way or the other has a confederation and it has its own tournament and when you consider the 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 activity of you know football and the various leagues Mm. across the world uh, you then come to realize that actually this is a very very big thing and Mm. to that effect i think it it it, did really the 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 beauty of it as well for Mm. us is that it, it it's a depiction of what Africa is able to do because yeah. as popular as football is it's still a very Eurocentric and very westernized yes. sport in terms of uh, where the money is, where the popularity is. I mean, the most popular league in the world is the English Premier League and all those other things. So when you then have AFCON and then you see what is happening because you have these players that some ply their trade at international mm. levels, you know, in the Premier League, in the Spanish League, so on and so forth. So when you then find them coming here and you have an infusion of their capabilities in their national teams as well as that of locally based players, it's 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 really a mm. a a a melting pot of talent and a melting pot of just, you know, this this expression of Africa and what the sport means and so this is really uh, something wonderful and something to actually uh, celebrate and uh, I think when you also consider the fact uh, the work that's been taken into trying to actually also clean up Mm. uh, you know the African Football Federation uh, to clean up CAF uh, under Petris Mutsipe's presidency you come to realize that uh, the best is yet to come in trying mm. to continue to use this vehicle as a unifying but also as a liberating uh, thing.
100%. Yeah. Let's move to the story now. But of course, uh, it's on a bit of a sad note. But, you know, opening the show, speaking to Swoo about it, that the fact that, uh, um, or speaking to him about the fact that uh, Namibia already now having a new president, just mm-hmm. ours, I really wish I could get an understanding as to sort of what enables it and, and what what sort of happens. But I know in the media advisory, they quoted, mm-hmm. you know, two sort of uh, sections mm-hmm. of their constitution, um, which uh, allow them uh, to make this particular move. But of course, then uh, the new president uh, there uh, being sworn in just hours following the pre- uh, the passing of President Gaingop, of course, uh, he uh, losing a battle uh, with cancer very unexpected yeah um you know despite the fact that he had made a public announcement that he mm-hmm. was now undergoing um you know a treatment mm-hmm. uh, and had also gone you know abroad as well uh, to s- uh, seek uh, further medical treatment but maybe let's even start there it will always not I don't know what how to how to phrase it, but yeah. it will always sort of strike me when you have instances of African leaders going abroad for medical mm-hmm. treatment. And I said this to a colleague earlier, yesterday, in fact, and I said, "How then do we trust the healthcare systems within that mm-hmm. particular country?" Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, for example, now the Northwest Premier, mm. who we told, you know. Is abroad has been or has been abroad um, for treatment due to illness. Mm-hmm. And then you have the same government at national level, same government, same political party that's mm-hmm. running the Northwest at national level wanting to now implement the NHI, right? Of course, it's yet to be signed, but the aspiration is that they think it's going to be the greatest thing to ever happen mm. to South Africans. How do we then trust? And I'm, I'm really, you know, the passing of someone will always be a tragic uh, event, mm. especially that of an Af- African leader who was of age. But how do we trust that? How do we then take that and sort of go, yes, I can trust in, in the public healthcare system when mm-hmm. the person at the forefront goes elsewhere? I don't know. It's a very, very interesting one. Mm. And uh, ironically enough, and certainly this was, uh, I think, one of the, as far as African news are concerned, uh, international news, this was one of the stories that really just, you know, swept us within Mm. the progression of Sunday morning right throughout, of course, the passing Mm. of uh, Hain Gengob, the president of uh, Namibia, passing on at 82. And I think with that, there were those uh, comments and and, and conversations, but it was actually uh, later found out that he somehow after having disclosed uh, the state of his health, which was met with a lot of not euphoria, but a lot of admiration, you know, especially within his home country, with many believing that you you, you often don't find, uh, you know, public servants uh, and certainly not the number one citizen of the country disclosing the state of their mm-hmm. health. And so a lot of Namibians celebrated or were really and has been lauded as uh, 
part of his legacy has Mm. has been lauded for its level of transparency and how he was able to take people in and it was actually then or from you know tributes that came in and as you came to further understand uh it was said that uh, whilst he did travel to the u.s for treatment um he was uh, he was alternating or receiving treatment both at home and in the usa but ultimately ironically it's also a conversation that we were also having with a colleague to be able to say you're a leader Mm. in an african state you persuade your people to believe in a certain thing you make it law and all those other things and in the midst of all of that Mm. in trying to really portray this uh, africa for africans and african solutions for african problems and Mm. you know the, the really trying to push the african renaissance agenda you then have these instances and one might be like oh but it's just treatment and i mean he was lauded for for not making use of public funds you know to to undergo those treatments but one may lord you 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 find yourself then dealing with this is what you represent and as our number one citizen this is what you represent and this is what you want us to believe in but your actions are not actively uh you know coherent to what you want us to believe and i think from that is where you find an issue and quite rightly so how do we then believe as you say in the nhi and wanting to actually fall uh, try to support it in any way whatsoever when like you say and the list is long yes uh, it's yes. the late president Gaingob, uh late former president uh, of zimbabwe mm. robert mugabe mm. we know mm. very well how often he would either go to china or to russia uh to receive treatment our former deputy president yes. uh, david mabuza yeah uh, the, the the list is endless, endless yeah and Certainly, no one is saying, I mean, ideally, because we live in a capitalist world, a capitalist world will say, if you have access to material wealth, if you have access to resource and you want to be able to extend your life, you, you, you will you will do whatever it takes, you'll pay whatever money you need to pay. But the issue then comes in the fact that you're not a private citizen, mm. you're a public citizen. Mm. In your being a public citizen, you have a duty and responsibility. And yes, of course, we can often say that, but no, we need to separate the person, the human, and the role that they play. And that is all good and well. But ideally, you cannot uh, you cannot stand for one thing and expect for us, especially in that setting, to stand. Because what it does really show is that if you are a, a, a politician, a civil servant, anything mm. of the sort, and you find yourself in these spaces, you're quite literally, uh, you're diminishing the value of your system. You're quite literally telling one, especially in an African perspective, mm. you're telling the West that, yes, no, indeed, you are quite correct. We don't have the facilities. We don't have the the the, 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 the the infrastructure we don't have a good healthcare system so i'll take my time and mm. fly 16 hours 12 hours just to be mm. treated there and, and 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 that then uh and yes we're in a globalized world i get that but that then continues to then perpetuate this 
African inadequacy. And it then perpetuates this notion that we can never really be mm. able to be developed at an international level because mm. you don't have the infrastructure. So, yeah, no, you, yeah anyway, yeah. we'll <laughs> yeah. always help you. We'll always mm. save you because yeah. even your leaders don't believe. Mm. And then that's a problem because ideally, and, and you know, without speaking ill or whatever, you would think that within the SADC region, he would have been able to find some level of treatment yeah. here, maybe, uh, if not us, maybe in Botswana or something along those yeah. lines, you know. So it, it really does call into question uh, this notion of do our leaders not believe, do they tell us what they need to tell us for the sake of buying in and making it seem as though they're doing work for us, but do they in actuality not believe in mm. the things that they want us to believe in and do they actually realize and understand what those implications mm. are for us as a country in our standing in geopolitics in the globalized and international world do they understand what that does or how that redresses or regresses the the, the, the strides they are trying yeah. to make in terms of you know the development and and the growth of africa yeah. i want to perhaps after we just hear a bit of uh, this clip uh, to just speak about it and it may appear as a self-contradiction but you know someone may argue that at the end of the day he's human and perhaps it was just an evaluation of what he deemed to be best for him at that particular moment in time because maybe that's an element that we do forget about where this conversation is concerned yes there's a need to develop within our own continent, those specialists or that treatment. And I mean, we speak about this conversation um, when the world was, um, you know, commemorating World Cancer Day yesterday. And there's that need for research and Mm -hmm. further development um, of treatment. And Mm -hmm. it would be great to have it here. But in the interim, you're diagnosed with this and perhaps it's quite rapid in how quickly it sort of spreads and it develops uh, quite unfortunate Mm. what do you then do but i want us to quickly just have a listen to then the newly sworn in president of namibia uh dr nongolo mbumba he was deputy president in fact and Mm -hmm. i understand since uh, since 2018 Mm -hmm. of namibia and just hours after the passing of uh president gangop he was then sworn in let's just take a listen into just a bit of what he said Um, at that particular ceremony held yesterday. I I take on this heavy mantle cognizant of the weight of this responsibility to serve all people of Namibia with utmost dedication and commitment in the service of all citizens of the Namibian House in the land of the brave. I undertake to continue building on the excellent foundation established by our founding father, His Excellency Dr. Sam Shafishuna Nuyoma, as well as the former president his Excellency Dr. Hifike Punye Pohamba, and our beloved and now belated 
President Dr. Hage Gottfried Geingob. Well, there you have it. I think he's got an extremely difficult task ahead of him, considering the fact that he's 82. Let's park it here. Lesokhonolo Musuwe, social commentator, will uh, return because there's so much on this conversation, yeah. even off air, we were having it now. Uh, but I just wanted us to get an understanding of just some of the remarks made there by newly sworn in uh, Namibian President Nongolo Mbumba at age 82. It's two minutes past one. This is Power Zone on Power 98.7. All right, three minutes after one o'clock, in traffic at time. Good morning. Welcome uh, to the second hour of the Monday installment of Power Zone here at Power 98.7. Now we're talking. My friends, great to have you in uh, our company this morning. The entire team is here. Uh, Libu is uh, on the content front. She's in the producer's booth. Uh, also taking your calls on 0861987000. Buda, uh, the DJ of the house, is also here. And of course, our regular um, early riser, Lishokhonolo Musue, social commentator, as uh, we wrap at the news in the news wrap with Shlohi. Uh, and uh, he's still with us uh, in studio here. We're still reflecting, of course, on the developments coming out of Namibia uh, following the passing of President Gaingob at age 82. Uh, uh, the country now has a new president in the form of uh, Nongolo Mbumba, who was sworn in just hours following the tragic passing of um, President Gangob at age 82 after a very short, um, what many would say, a very short battle uh, with cancer. I do see you get to just now. Uh, thanks very much for being patient. Please just continue for a short while. President Mumbai is 82, mm-hmm. and he, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Someone was asking, is there no young people in Namibia, perhaps? Uh, are there no young people in South Africa? The South Africa? In, in the African uh, continent? In the African continent. <laughs> I see. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. The, in North America, yeah. in South America, yeah. in Europe. Are there no young people just... Anywhere in yeah. the world, uh, trying to serve and trying to make a difference and enter the political space. Um, I remember reading something whereby, um, if you take the U.S. Senate and Congress, mm. um, the average age of those two institutions is roughly in and around about between fifty-eight and sixty-five. Similarly, so if you take the average age uh, of politicians or heads mm. of state across the world the average age is about uh, between 65 and 68 mm. uh, and i mean of course sure we can say i mean that's 65 is not as old as it used mm. to be very old but very old come on if if if, if, if many <laughs> states make you yeah. retire in that space of time why are you then still mm. dealing with such a stressful job? Uh, you know, being the head of state. Mm. Uh, ironically enough, uh, there was a conversation Liva and I were having prior to this, and she said, uh, "How are you serving at the age of eighty-two? You're supposed to be a grandparent yes. to your grandchildren, yes. instead yes. of being a grandparent to the grandchildren of the nation." Yes. and I couldn't help but 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 laugh at that. But it's <laughs> it's it's a problem, especially yeah. in Africa, when you realize that. There's this ongoing world statistic where they'll always tell you that according to this index and that index, uh, Africa is the youngest continent in Mm. the world, whereby the average age and, you know, the average age of an African and 
is 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 much much younger i think the average age currently now is about 30 odd Mm. early 30s uh but the leadership of africa is double that average age and Mm. you know those kind of things and it really is a cause for concern i mean look uh you look at him for an 82 year old he he looks pretty fit yeah but it's the essence and the principle thereof to be able to say if retirement in your country let's take south africa for example is between 62 65 depending on where you work whether you're a man whether you're a woman we have public servants we have members of the executive who are way above that Mm. age and 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 you then ask yourself what is it and then you come to realize that you can't help but and this may sound somehow but you can't help but blame the the past i guess Mm. and the political systems that we have Mm. uh, because of the fact that most of these leaders were leaders of what were liberation movements mm. of these countries they had a long-standing history within those parties those parties then come to power and mm. then then coming into power they are then at that time the faces or they are then the 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 the, the you know the the, the, the driving forces mm. of those parties and so by some rite of passage and whether we when we look at it if if if, if we're being very honest and we actually zoom into it a number of african leaders and african parties uh have really made we live in democracies great mm. but they've made the operation of succession and such they, they they've made it a hereditary thing like mm. it's it's, mm. it's 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 the crown yes. you know yes. like it's the throne so or because uh, he was there and he, you know, served the struggle for this amount of time. He must mm. be next in line. Age be damned and all of those. And then you think of things such as in doing so, are you still relevant, number one, mm. to the work that needs to be done? Are you still, can you actively represent? Because the fact of the matter is, Yes, as a servant of the people, your number one priority is serving them and ensuring that you build a adequate state mm. that will be able to serve future generations. Mm. But as, how can I put it? It mustn't be a literal thing. It must serve future generations. It must serve even now, but yes, yes. it must serve future generations. Yes. Uh, and to an extent, you must still be able to know that 15, 20 years from now mm-hmm. that you can still be able to see the fruits of uh, what you built. But yes. now if you're an 80-year-old head of state, uh, will you see it 20 years from now? Like yeah. uh, those future generations, uh, you n- might not be around and and it might seem like a very feeble thing, but... Mm. We have a problem because what we're saying is until you get to a certain age, you won't be good enough mm. to, uh, you know, to be able to, to, to serve. You won't be good enough to. I mean, we saw with New Zealand, yes. uh, Jacinda Ardern, former yes. prime minister, yes. not even 40. And yes. what she was able to do, uh, especially during the pandemic. Yes. 
absolutely amazing she was yes. a woman she was a mother and you know she, she she really broke all these stereotypes and it really does go to show that and and then here's the thing not all young people or young people can serve and do well because there there are things that come with a level of experience mm. that 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 is required but there's a need to balance because you cannot be 80 um and and then not be able to be uh, conversant in, in, in the ways. Mm. For example, this might be a very silly example, but it, 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 it helps. If you're an 80-year-old head of state mm. in a country that has, for example, a youth cohort that has a subscription rate to TikTok or a use rate to TikTok of maybe perhaps, let's say, 10 million young people in your country happen to be uh, users of TikTok. Mm. How do you and you you have a youth apathy um, problem? How do you, as an eight year old, resonate with them? Yep, you're not going to go stand at yes. the state building and be on the SABC or uh, I'm sorry to say, you know, come on to uh, the radio and speak to them because they don't listen yes. to the radio, they don't watch TV, but if you're a head of state and you go on and you have a TikTok account yes. and you're like, hey, go out and <laughs> yes, vote. Hey, yes. go do this. So you know the NHI. Yes. This is what it's about. Then you're doing, then you're being relevant. But at yeah. the age of 80, there's, there's, there's no resonance with that. Yeah. Meaning that you actually then are excluding an entire demographic yeah. of your citizenry. And that is a problem. So yeah. Africa has a problem. North America, Europe, everywhere we have a problem, but we really need to address it as to what is it, what, how can we best balance yeah. it out to actually have leaders that can, and we're not trying to be ageist, people mustn't get us wrong, yes. we're not trying to be ageist, but there's, there must be utility in, 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 in your service, because mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. if you're an octogenarian, a heptagenarian, we, we worry. I yeah. mean, take Donald Trump, take Joe Biden when he was running in 2020 against Trump. The first thing that came to people's minds, whether or not it was about his experience or not, was does uh, is he in his right health yes. to be able to carry out yes. this job? Yes. Uh, that doesn't necessarily, that's not the case when you have someone who's younger or anything of the sort. But the same was asked of uh, former late president uh, Nelson Mandela because uh, I mean, he was also quite old by the time he became president mm. but it was the thing does he have the chops he was only able he only did it of course out of choice for one mm. term of mm. five years but it's those things and you then start worrying about decision making and mm. all those things I mean uh, President Robert Mugabe his age his decision making started coming into question and mm. then of course there were the uh, constant stories around uh, his wife uh, being the one to make decisions on his behalf now mm. and sitting in and weighing in on public policy and foreign policy and all those things you know mm. so it, it 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 creates a very messy thing and yeah. nothing against those of, of a senior age who are still able to do it because some are, are really great yes. but 82 come on guys yeah anyway yeah. Uh, just quickly wrapping this one up because uh, it's a question that i did already throw there uh, around the issues of 
heads of state and, and people in government and in key positions, but also them as human beings and where you have an instance mm. where you diagnosed with this very tragic uh, illness. I think many people that have seen mm. family members go um, through cancer will, will, will tell you how yeah. devastating it is, mm. uh, you know, and how rapid it's, it, it sort of progresses um, as time goes on, you know, do we often shy away from that fact when we look at instances like this where people decide to go do what's best for them at the time and try all avenues? I mean, in this case, perhaps, mm. you know, not the most suitable example given that the treatment was both abroad and at home because mm. he passed at home, you know, at a hospital mm-hmm. in his own country mm-hmm. where he was uh, continuing with the particular treatment. But in an instance whereby you know, people that we sort of look up to as an yeah. example uh, and and we trust in what their decisions are. Mm. Do we often shy away from looking at it just from a human perspective? It's, I think we do. I mm. think simply put, we do. And it's, it's that uh, to the point that I had alluded to that, if you have the resource and resources allow you to understandably or arguably get the best there is, like you say, Mm. why not, you know? And I think we often do shy away from that in so far as, you know, and you look at it in terms of this, you look at it in terms of, a number of things really in so far as um i'll use a very frivolous example mm. whereby you know if you were let's say a minister uh, or you were a head of state or such and um, or a public servant mm. really and you were found to be having dinner perhaps for argument's sake, let's say at the Westcliff. Yes. You're right. Um, with your partner, with your family, with your family really, and you're having dinner at the Westcliff. And then I, as a member of the public, happen to come across you and then I take a picture of you yes. and then I post it. Oh, minister, he's <laughs> at the Westcliff. Yeah. And, 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 and we forget that Sure, you're yeah. a minister. I, I I don't know the context of uh, who's paying, what's the situation, mm. why you're at the Westcliff, uh, but you earn a salary. So mm. arguably, in your earning of a salary, you have you can be able to do what yeah. you want with your money. Yeah. So if you can afford to eat at the Westcliff, then so be it. You know. Uh, but the point is, it's a very fine line between perception and expectation because Mm. you're a public servant because you represent a certain ideal you represent a certain uh aspect of what it is that we expect what it is that we want but similarly so and 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 you know for a lot of people it might seem as okay because you're a public servant you must be able to you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this uh but we forget that we yeah. really do and it's 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 skating the line because 
the, the, the other aspect is, you know, for many, something like this would mean, rightfully so, uh, he's a flip-flopper, doesn't believe in Africa and Africa's uh, capabilities and yeah. such. But this was the best possible decision. And for all we know, this was a decision that you forget that someone is the number one citizen, is a public citizen, but yeah. they have a private life. Uh, yeah. So perhaps, you know family consultation took mm. place family decision took place to be able to say this is what we're going to do and this is what we need to happen as a family you know it's not just an individual sure. desire and so we rightfully do forget that but it's it's a difficult thing based on what it's that question of which parts of them do we hold accountable yes. which parts do we expect to be you know put out there in the town square yeah. and to be pelted for not doing and which parts do we accept and and i think that's 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 the challenge yeah. that we face um i think of course when it's things such as that and perhaps maybe the argument then comes or the anger can be justified in an instance whereby uh, they do this and perhaps they do it with state resources yeah. or such then maybe we can be angered, but ultimately, as we say, the human being yeah. has got a family. Family is important. They yeah. they, they form part of the decisions. Yeah. No longer, it just so happens that you're a human being that also happens to be a head of state. Yeah. But outside of your being the head of state, because that's only a term yes. limitation. That's a time limitation. You're someone's father, husband, wife. Uh, sister brother you know parents yes, those yes, kind of things yes so it's it's it's, it's a very important thing yeah. but it's a very fine line and we're the only ones that can really define it based on what's favorable to us and that's the other thing of course yeah. that we decided and today we'll be angry and then tomorrow it's like but yeah he's yeah. human she's human yeah Definitely. 0861987000, that's the number to dial if you're wanting to uh, chip in on any conversation uh, that we are having currently or things that we may have not uh, touched as of yet. And of course, the Bafana Bafana victory euphoria continues and we go to Soweto now in Tladi. Uh, so thanks very much for holding. I do apologize that it took us so long. Good morning. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Walinko <laughs> Sikhod. Yes, not sorry. a problem, not a problem. No, no, but I, I'm, I'm just listening to, to, to your caller, all right? Mm. So, so I want to understand, like, uh, the, the president of uh, Burkina Faso, ne? Okay. Uh, Ibrahim uh, Torre, uh, ne? Okay. I mean, he's, he's young. He's the youngest, I guess, in, in, in Africa, ne? Mm. Uh, 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 but he, he, he's ruling, like, his country, but he's trying his best. So hence, like we talk about age, ne? Mm. So age it, it does matter at the end of the day because like we can't have like um, all presidents, all right? Mm. Like for instance, like I mean, how can our, our president zoom? I'm not trying to 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 tarnish like anybody, and I don't I don't want to 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 about to deviate from what I'm trying to talk about. Mm. But I'm just saying like Burkina Faso, like he's got like a, a young military president. Yeah, but you know, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, uh, the guys are just wanting to come in, you know. But when you look at mm -hmm. uh, Burkina Faso's situation and yes. how um, the current sort of leadership, as you said, military, how it came about, yeah, no, no, you no. almost then ask, you know, uh, you know, if we're looking at an apple and an orange, 
um, or yeah. an orange and an orange. But yeah. I, I hear I hear the point that you make. Okay, but, okay. But you know, but with with coups, it's a, it's a very challenging mm. uh, one yeah, no, no, where, enough, where people come into power in that sense. And there's almost this trend that we we we're seeing. Um, and and with coups, it, it's almost yeah. it's not a democratic process, you know. Yeah, so no, it, it just sure, happens sure. in, in in that instance, and I guess that particular person then decides um, how they're going to go about it. But but I hear your point. But you, yeah, you, no, no, you no, fair enough, fair enough. I was talking yeah. about like, age mm. in in a sense, mm. but yeah, yeah, I'm talking about a uh, 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 bargain. Um, uh, Afcon, is sure. it Afcon? Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because there, like, we we need we need we need to capitalize. Ne? Mm. So I wish I wish like. Um, if we beat Nigeria, ne? yeah, and then uh, uh, um, Ivory Coast, they are beaten, all right? Because you understand, like uh, Ivory Coast is the host, I would assume. Mm. So if they beat uh, 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 Ivory Coast, we can take like the 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 the, the, the cup, because I one they are the host, I would assume. Yes. Mm. So now I'm just saying, or like, if we go to 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 the penalties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Williams, Williams, mm. you can you can actually do something. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, I wish them the best, like, based sure. on like the formation and how they they they, they show us. Yeah. But the only thing, like, I'm very proud of them uh, as 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 a countryman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But 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 I mean, you can proceed like with. Uh, your guest and i'm sorry about that no, but no problem no don't be don't be apologetic yes, yes, um, yes, I yes. but i just i just yeah. feel like i just feel like uh, uh nigeria is going to be very tough but mm. maybe 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 not but we can do it but i'm just saying her like um uh, I, I don't want like the the, the host nation mm. all right to 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 go to the final <laughs> no i'm not saying yeah. i i want them like to lose yeah okay if we we I get. I get. Ivory Coast is playing with uh, this other. Uh, what, what do you call it? I would. I don't know. So, do you want to assist him? Who's Ivory Coast playing? Uh, they are playing once. It, okay. uh, it's it's Mali. Congo. The, the, no, 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 no. The... I think it's Congo. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. All of us in the studio are looking at it's each Guinea. other now. It's 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 Guinea, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, but you can go. Ahead. No, no, it's not yeah. Guinea. No, 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 it's not Guinea. Okay. I think it's Congo. Is it Congo? Or Guinea, some, okay. some, we'll somewhere have it in, in a second. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I'm just yeah. saying, or like, uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for for Ivory Coast to lose, but I'm saying that yeah. uh, if it loses and we win, so it's going to be a very uh, level playing field because yeah. if Ivory Coast like goes to the final mm. and then we win. I get to feel like I need statistics. I'm hey. just talking about like statistics. Mm, then yeah. it's going to be very difficult for us. Because you understand, like you can't compare apple and, 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 and orange. Because <laughs> we are going to be an apple. <laughs> ah, so. By and the way, just, yeah, I hear you. By the way, you are correct. They are playing uh, um, DR Congo. There we go. Yes, um, Congo. Yes. yes. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like Congo, if it can win. Because I'm going to root for, for, for Congo. I'm not saying that I've, I've got a problem with soccer. Soccer is just soccer. Yeah. Whoever wins, like, let the best man win. Sure. But okay. if, 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 if we beat uh, um, Nigeria, Nigeria yeah. 
And then we go with Ivory Coast, it's going to be tough. Okay, I hear you, Gachis. But I think um, mm-hmm. we should always remain hopeful. And I, I certainly agree yes. with you. No, 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 fair enough. We, sh- fair we enough. shouldn't un- uh, underestimate any opponent. But uh, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. A, an exciting one to look forward to. Gachis, thanks very much for your call, Thank my brother. You. Really appreciate it. Uh, that's Gachis in Gladi uh, in Soweto. Yo, my goodness, we haven't even gotten to half of what we uh, had probably planned to get to. Uh, but understandably so, people yeah. really wanting to uh, have the best outcome where Bafana Bafana is concerned. Oh, definitely. Let's perhaps wrap it up on on, on this conversation. And I, I want us to speak on it because I think it's such an important mm-hmm. conversation to reflect upon. The, um, you know, suspected hit on Randwater Executive uh, Debo Khojwala. And I want us to speak about it because it highlights so many things, yeah. and so many gaps that still exist where people in government are concerned mm. and the threats. And, I mean, there's various suspe- you know, suspicions, but there's also word that there were previous threats. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and, and you watch a family, really. And once again, here again, we have this this point of at the end of the day these people belong to a family and when you look at how tragic this event was and what it's now left the family in yeah you know but also highlighting the rampant crime if someone can walk into a community hall full of school children mm. and brazenly you know take someone out and take someone's life i mean this is a really gruesome story we told that five bullets going directly, you know, to the head. I don't even know what question we then ask. But when we speak about the protection of some of our entities mm. from certain things that tend to infiltrate, mm. is there enough simply? But I mean, clearly there's not enough being done. But where is it simply not going right? Because... You have security heightened, which shouldn't be the case. Yes. In fact, that's, the, that's the first thing, Can't right? Be. It shouldn't be the case. But seemingly there's this continuous infiltration and penetration of things that shouldn't exist in terms of governance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying anything about this case because the facts aren't known as to what led to this. Mm. But issues of tenders, issues of conflicts arising from... Uh, where you look at, you know, the political space versus the government space and people mm. failing to differentiate between the two mm. and, 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 because this is not the first case that we've seen. Yeah. Where are we not just knocking that nail into the right place? I think you've, 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 you've summed it up quite well. Um, that lack of discernment mm. between political and governance the lack of discernment and understanding of what needs to be done but also this gluttonous culture and this is now of course with no specific reference to this because we don't understand the full details of the case but when you look at and 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 ironically, when looking at or watching parts of an interview by 
minister Senzumkun, mm. uh, who had made mention uh, prior to the beginning of the funeral, had said that this is not the first time this occurs mm. uh, within that sector of water mm. and sanitation. Uh, there have been others. And you could tell... He, he said that with a great deal of pain. You know, mm. at times our politicians, they, they, they just say things, but you could tell the pain that was in mm. his because there was a lack of, for him as well, a lack of, he could not fathom, a lack mm. of understanding as mm. to how, how, yeah. you mm. know, because this is someone who's trying to deliver a service within a space that must deliver a service to so many people mm. and what has been reported is the family did say that uh, there, there were mentions or because security was heightened mm. there was the belief that his life was in danger and mm. you know those kind of things cool but from that aspect you then come to realize that be it him or someone else i mean if we look at uh, Babita Dukran, uh, mm. so many cases whereby you ask yourself why, but then it speaks to the notion of the fact that there's an element of criminality. Mm. Uh, and I think what we often make the mistake of thinking that crime is just crime is what we see. Uh, crime is, you know, uh, the hit, it's uh, yeah. the gunfire, it's the stabbing, it's the killing, it's the hijacking, it's the rape, it's the but we don't actually pay attention and we, we often create a very superficial, airy-fairy kind of understanding yeah. of, you know, what we would call your, 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 your more industrial uh, crime, your white-collar crimes. Uh, for example, if we look at the notion of state capture yeah. and all those other things, if we look at what happened with Marcus Uester and uh, Steinhoff, yes. We, we we honestly don't realize that those are the greater crimes that actually impede upon us as a yes. people because those are directly linked to our livelihoods because someone decided to do something and yeah. uh, take a certain level of money that deprived someone in a community from doing something. And so you come to realize that that's where the issue lies. And the sad reality is the fact that you ask what more can be done mm. we don't know because it's just that brazen there's an mm. entire mm. network an entire underworld network i mean 70 odd primary school kids mm. primary school kids saw guns bullets flying saw mm. a man die in front and even if we were to speculate and say it because because of he probably found something. And, mm. you know, if we look at Liquidator, uh, the Liquidator, Mary, who passed on last yes, year, yes. who was killed in the, on the N1 yes, with his son. Yes. Uh, same thing to be able to say in this network of, of in this network of, of, of business and governance and all of that, we have people who are willing to kill another mm. person someone who belongs to someone to a people just for the sake of a quick buck yeah and that is the problem and when you ask what is it that can be done at this point i really don't know yeah. because they can catch the killers and whatever but then they won't 
let the person up or even if they do uh, you you take one out so what can be done no one knows life in south africa is very cheap hey and very. you know when you want to do the right thing People tend to demonize yeah. you. What a sad note to end mm. it off on. But uh, perhaps just to pick it up again, we can look forward to uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, thank you again for your time and your service thank to the show and to the station. Um, he doesn't get paid, just by the way, <laughs> in case people are yeah. asking if he's on some form of contract. He does not get paid. Um, just by the way. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you I wish so you much. such a blessed week. Um, Same to you. Productive one. And Katla uh, will be back with you next week. Monday. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Right. As always, have a good one. Be blessed. Uh, social media, by the way. Um, I'm sure because maybe there's new people on, so yeah. they might uh, just want to. Uh, Instagram and Kinda it's called X. Every X, time yes. I want to say I know, Twitter. no, no, you're not alone. I always you're not want alone. to say Twitter. Because it was years. Exactly. It was years. And we yeah. can't just forget. You can't forget it. Yes. But uh, Instagram as well as X. Uh, at LRK underscore Musue. At LRK underscore Musue. Let us keep the conversation going. Let's yeah. pick each other's brains. And let's keep fighting for this beautiful country that's still worth fighting for. Thank Certainly. you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, that's how we always. essentially then uh, come to the end of this particular uh, feature, uh, wrapping up our news. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.